This is Power Athlete Radio. With your host, Denny Cage, Professor Booty, and the Luke Summers. And now, toes forward, hips locked, shoulders set, and retract those scapulas. It's time for some knowledge bombs. Radio. Happy 100th episode, Power Athlete Nation. There is so much to celebrate on the podcast today. Our centennial episode coincides with John's birthday, the end of 22 Jack Street testing, and the start of the next 100 installments of Strength and Conditioning's premier podcast. You are in for a long treat today as we get rolling over a few cocktails and some literal potty talk. If you already know what an upper decker is, you're going to want to skip through the first seven minutes of this program. If you don't know what an upper decker is, you will also want to skip through the first seven minutes of this program. Hear about the final moments of 22 Jack Street and the results of nearly six months of hard work. Some of the Bod Pod feedback will definitely surprise you. No celebratory episode would be complete without a little love and reminiscing. Relive some of our favorite moments of Power Athlete Radio and fuzzy details about how it all started and then how it was nearly shut down. Also, we talk about the existence of the original Lost episode, Episode Zero. Things start to get a bit off the rails when we begin telling stories about the Power Athlete Symposium and how Denny and Steve slept face-to-face sharing a glute compact session. If you want funny, informative, and relevant information, we have 99 other episodes to choose from. All kidding aside, I couldn't be more proud to present episode 100 of Power Athlete Radio. Enjoy! What's up, Power Athletes? Welcome to a fucking awesome episode of Power Athlete Radio. (laughs) Not only are we going to step outside of the box on this one... Not only are we celebrating the big man's birthday, (laughs) but it also just happens to be the 100th episode of the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) Great job, That's right. That's fucking right. This is Danny. I'm here with fucking everybody. Uh-huh. And we're about to get shit going. That's right. How you guys doing? Amazing. Good. Incredible. Awesome. Super. Incredible. Awesome. Standard. Standard. Subpar. Well, you know, standard would be incredibly awesome. <laughs> I'm getting so myself the course. I can get myself a cider. Uh, yeah, this is the 100th episode, and uh, we are all currently um, celebrating with our own. Uh, chosen libations. So we've got some margaritas going here. What are you? What are you guys drinking? Anything on your end? I'm rocking mules and Oberon. Nice. Did you say okra? <laughs> okra. <laughs> Oberon. Chicago. Chicago. I'm drinking I got Milwaukee's best. Uh, old Milwaukee's beast. The, yeah, I went old school. Old Milwaukee's best ice. 5.5. Oh, my God. This is going to be the greatest podcast of all time. 
5.9% alcohol, guys. This is going to get weird. Yeah. I already I got think, my pants off. I mean... I don't, I don't think yes. I've ever had that. But are you in the bathroom? That's the question. I am not sitting on the shitter. Good to know. Are you standing on it? I know. That wasn't my question. <laughs> Way to evade the actual question. But I like your style, Denny. I yeah. like it. It's your office. You told us it's your sanctuary. And uh, that's where you get your best work done, your your biggest ideas. So I like it. It, uh, it It's, like I said, it is a, a place where I find some comfort. Uh, <laughs> I get a lot of information. And oh it's what keeps me sane. How do we fill the next four minutes just talking about you taking dumps and being in the bathroom? Well, here's the thing, Denny. <laughs> you have to tell everyone about that time you told me when you sat backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that time I sat backwards and got herpes in my freaking culo? Yeah. Oh. No, that wasn't herpes. That was strep. You mean when you straddle the toilet and you, you'd put your laptop on the top so you can work and play at the same time? <laughs> oh, you sit back there like uh, A.C. Slater style on the, on yeah, the show. Yeah, you Slater. Oh. Oh, yeah, A.C. Slater. That's what happens when you sit down and pee, Denny. We call that the, oh. what's, up, the what's Up Preppy. We call that the Luke Sobers. What's Up Preppy? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Uh, actually doesn't let Luke stand, so he has to sit. Actually, John and Luke introduced me to the term uh, Upper Decker, which is something oh, I had yeah. never heard or been Luke, Luke told you about the Upper Decker, because I didn't know about the Upper Decker until you told me about it. Really? And I'm really upset that I didn't know about it, because I would have. I thought it was a type of burger, but I was. Luke, um, did you tell them you guys the hard wedding in a cave? <laughs> no, I've been shitting in the actual toilet. Actually, I don't. I don't. That's not a thing. Girls don't do that. Yeah. I was saying, Luke, did you show them the hard way what it was? The what? Did you oh, actually okay. perform no. an upper decker to show oh, them? No, no. I have videos on my phone. Plenty of videos. <laughs> I got it's multiple camera angles because it's a, it's a science. Well, it's a lot of GoPro. That's why he has a selfie stick. Well, yeah, it's an instructional thing, and the lighting has to be perfect. Um, so, so power athlete. <laughs> so I think that's our four minutes. That's, oh, my God. God, I can't wait to edit half of that you out. You know, suddenly, though, real quick, I'm reminded of the last night of the symposium. Go we, on. Yeah, we went to, uh, after we ate, we went and had a couple beverages. We wound up at, like, that beach Beach place. The the bar was called something like Beach Ball. Beach Ball, yeah. Beach Ball. And uh, I go in there to use the bathroom, and apparently in California, there's like no stall doors on the shitters there. Well, it's not California. They just don't want you to shit in the bathroom. So they <laughs> I walk in and there's like a dude just sitting there with his pants around his ankles, <laughs> his head between his knees. I don't know if he was awake or really concentrating. And then were you like, just you were like, your legs up. Hold on. Let, let me, I'm, I got good aim. Yeah, I was like, dude. I mean, come on. Well, you can use his name. Just say Tex. Are you plus. okay? That was fine. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> He's like, He's like just, just don't get anybody on my cowboy boots. <laughs> no poo on the boots. Oh, my gosh. So this is the 100th episode. Uh, and we are all kind of celebrating the conclusion to 22 Jack Street, which was a 22-week program in which we all followed uh, a protocol that was to get us jacked and have either gain 10% of our body weight or lose 10%. So we're all pretty stoked about that. 
Uh, let's let's just you know talk about what the last day or yesterday was like. I mean, we all showed up at 7 a.m. and and tested um, our various I don't know body 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 comp um, and body fat at a bod pod test. Well, I mean, it was just a long day. There was two times yesterday that John told a story. He was like, wait a minute. Was it? And he, he referred to it as the other day. And I'm like, no, that was this morning. It's the like, same day. Are you sure? Same day. And I'm like, yeah, that, that happened this morning. Why did that feel like a long day? Yeah. I don't, it didn't to me. Because no one slept the night before. Because yeah. no. we were all stoked to get in. And yeah. you guys were just all totally deranged from your, your Completely. dehydration. So yeah. I guess to fill in the listeners, uh, the the leaners ended up going on like a, a cutting protocol. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, a water so what happened was we were sitting about five seven days out, and I was sitting a couple pounds over, and Callie was sitting a couple pounds over. So we decided, you know what, we're gonna have to cut some water, and uh, the water uh, cutting was uh, was interesting to say the least. I was having to eat some ice cubes there at the end because I had to cut water <laughs> on that last day and ended up making the weight. So. I weighed in at uh, 268.8. Callie weighed in at 135.5. No, 131. One, yeah, 131 and change. Yeah, yeah. And then Luke hit 247. 247. Levi, what did you hit? 240.6. 240. Tex was. 215.9. So, yeah, you hit, Tex was 0.8 uh, of a pound shy, and then Bobby. Oh, were, I crushed it. I was 246.6. Nice. So, and then. Uh, we stopped on and we got the bod pod done and Luke weighed in at a uh, percentage of body fat of 23%. So yeah. we all got to nude oh up. God. We all got to nude up and really yeah, see dude. what we what we're working with, you know? Like see what kind of changes have occurred. And I'm like a fucking emaciated Ethiopian, right? <laughs> and, and these and 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 Luke, he just like he just looks happy. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, all of his clothes still fit him just fine, you no, know. I don't. Well, you all <laughs> He always wore Zubaz and spandex to begin yeah, with. I was wearing I was wearing a man's ear and Zubaz before. <laughs> I thought it was a bro, but whatever. It's, it's the bro. The bro. <laughs> but, but yeah, like John looked shredded. Uh, I I think I just I just look like a Ethiopian and uh, but it was pretty it was pretty interesting and you know to say the least it was a great day because it was also John's birthday and uh, as soon as we were done there um, as soon as we hydrated a little bit we went to John's house and we had had some pancakes and bacon and here's what people don't understand and by people I strictly mean John and Callie the last thing I wanted to celebrate was. With food. Was with food. <laughs> oh, God. And John makes like 13 fucking pancakes well, for you. Have to He's eat like, come all. on, big guy. I'm like, happy birthday. I'm going to eat these pancakes for you. Right. Single tier. <laughs> so Luke went up. Uh, you gained, what, 8% body fat? Mm-hmm. 8% Cali law. Cali went from 20. 20 uh, about 25 to 16. Yeah, 25 to 16. Yeah. And you, what, you only lost one pound of lean body one, mass? Yeah, one pound. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I was, uh, awesome. yeah, I, I started at 19 and change and got to 8.4. Holy shit. 
and uh, was yeah, we got to 270. So I actually gained nine pounds of lean body mass and lost over 30 pounds of fat. Which is total bullshit, yeah, by the seriously. way. Like that's completely unfair. Well, the other thing too is uh, that number would have been better, but I pounded a liter of coconut water before I got in the bod pod just because I didn't want to make them feel bad. Yeah. So, oh, thank no, you. No, that's not a lot. It's yeah. because you would you, you crawl out wait. of your fucking truck to get into the bod pod. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was pretty hydrated. <laughs> Like like I, I like I cracked open the coconut water and I was like I'm just gonna take like one like, tiny sip and like I just all of a sudden I blacked out and a second later I like crushed it. I was like, oh, I'm oh, trying oh. to think of the movie, but like <laughs> like uh, someone crawling through a desert and getting a canteen of water. Right. John's just like shaking. His eyes are like his saucer plates and he's just like just one sip and then like <laughs> Popeye squeezed the spinach into his mouth. You know like. Just goes just pouring it all over his face. Yeah, it was uh yeah to lose eleven percent body fat was pretty good. So was, uh, I never thought the day would come that we would be done with this whole thing. Yeah, it was long. It was long in the fight. So um and then yeah. uh I only gained uh, I only gained about two and a half percent body fat. That's great. Uh, but and then I gained eleven pounds of muscle, eight in my back, and then the rest of my ass. So how do you, you know are, that? You are I, because I got a DEXA scan. Callie tells you exactly. I, mean, I, wow. I would refer to a girl like you as rather hippie, but uh, just real thick, stout, real thick. Yeah, stout would be. Yeah, I'm thinking more like Hobbit. Big, well, big boned. I, I am big boned. I have Which nine pounds true. of bones. God, uh, why don't you bring this up? I'm in the 96 percentile in the world for bone density. So. I'm proud of that. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what my initial body fat was. I, I just didn't get it taken, but I imagine I probably went up by, you know, 10% at least. Yeah. You look more jacked now with the with your pictures that you sent, actually. To oh. me. I mean, to me. Callie <laughs> went back and forth a couple times. I think she wants to get to know Bobby. You know, yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I'm I'm still a little dehydrated, and so I'm not sure I'm seeing things clearly. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I no, we we were pretty dehydrated yesterday. Any, I mean, anything that looks meaty, that I'm, I will. If anything that looks meaty to me, it looks desirable. So in, <laughs> in retrospect, remember we did the podcast, and you just started doing this, and you like you did the whole podcast laying in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. That, the struggle is real, man. This was long. This was a fight. Oh, yeah, and, and I think that's one thing what I was about to get to. Like in retrospect, what we learned from this is uh, 20, 20 plus weeks is a long time. Uh, Especially to be gaining. To be to do either. Like you know, I think you could accomplish either in a shorter time frame. Twelve weeks would have been better. Yeah, like a twelve week, or even just like a, a what we've been calling like a stair step model, where it's like. You know, it's it's a long road. Why why be in such a rush and make it so drastic and make it make it such a higher barrier of entry? Because at the end of the day, the consistency is what was extremely difficult on my end, and mm. I think Tex and Bobby as well oh, to yeah. try and pack in, you know, 43, 4,400 calories a day every day. I literally cannot imagine uh, that. Even on rest days, you know, and travel, uh, travel, and travel. Terrible. Oh, oh. travel. It's brutal. So I will. <clears throat> what kind of strength gains did you guys make? So I ended up. I ended up hitting a new PR for my 5RM, and I haven't. We didn't test any singles, but uh, before I left for South Africa, I hit 4:35 for five pretty easily, yeah. and uh, that was my pre my previous 1RM prior. I think it was like 4:80 maybe. So 
I got I got a lot stronger through my squat, but then uh, the trip to South Africa crushed me personally. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's just like it's like 40 hours of flight time, not to mention sitting in airports, not to mention sitting in traffic to LAX and from LAX. It was like it was it crushed me. I'm still crushed from it. Right, it and and like the whole sh- the whole shark diving thing really takes it out of yeah, you. Yeah, the meat. Don't get me wrong. Adrenaline takes energy. Yeah, and you know it takes a lot of effort to eat that many species in one weekend. It's true. No, I actually, you know what? I don't think my, uh, you know, my strength. I wouldn't say I got stronger, but for the most part, I felt pretty good. I mean, I still squatted what four and a quarter for for tens on last Monday, and that was pretty good for uh, being able to be on the lean. So felt pretty good. I mean, I had some nice strength PRs during it, but uh, I, you know what? It, it as uh, we've been sitting here, you know, chewing through the through all the information and the numbers and kind of crunching it and reflecting back, and uh, the one thing that I I'm gonna really have to you know, go down and figure out a little bit. And we started talking about a lot about like aerobic, aerobic capacity and really developing that aerobic base. Uh, that was something that I did through the majority and Luke didn't. Yeah, I didn't know, absolutely no aerobic work. Yeah, no aerobic yeah. work. And I think uh, there's some correlation between creating a, a big, big, wide aerobic base and being able to gain muscle. And I think be it, in um, shape enough to lift weights too. Well, and, and and you know what? I blame the fucking bodybuilding community because like everywhere you you know you have all these fucking dipshits being like, oh fucking no cardio. I don't do any cardio. Don't do any cardio. And you're like, hey motherfucker, it's not cardio. It's just fucking basic recovery. Yeah. Like just having a little basic fucking health. Yeah, GPG. So yeah, yeah. just just creating just some form of aerobic base. And what I noticed just for me because I kind of bought, bought into that camp for a long long time. That uh, when we started this program, so for the I, I did a little bit different. The program was 22 weeks. For the first 10 weeks, I tried to gain uh, as much muscle. I had like you know a, a ton of protein, and had the idea that I was going to try to put on muscle and gain some weight because I knew I couldn't cut for 22 weeks. And uh, I think it ended up working pretty well. But yeah, it's a pretty um, smart approach. And the thing <laughs> is, like that, the steady state, like sprinkled in there, like some steady state cardio dosed appropriately, is not going to detract from your gains whatsoever. You know, it's not going to detract from your ability to, to be strong. It's just like like it is that appropriate amount that you need for GPP. And I, I think like John said, like people who get on a camp where it's like this is, you know, you, you got to throw that whole thing out when you approach a, broad, a bodybuilding program is wrong. Now, unfortunately, if you if you add a little bit too much, you know, obviously it's going to it's going to detract. But like I didn't. I definitely got weaker, but I didn't lose a lot of muscle mass. It's just that my training was such that I wasn't doing singles. Yeah, but you also were riding a bike. I mean, I, I was riding I, I a bike. What fucking killed Callie was. Uh, I was, she, Mar- she I was ditched, Marty McFlying all she over this town. She her car and literally rode her bike for 22 weeks. This whole thing, and she had this idea, like, hey, I'm gonna get on my bike. I'm gonna hoof it everywhere on the bike. And uh, yeah. I think literally every time I saw her, I'm like, hey, feel like my legs are so heavy. I'm like, that's because you just had to ride up a fucking glacier on the way to work out every morning. Yeah, so I, I commend her for that. I mean, I, I would have fucking been calling Uber or like trying to like go like leaving the cube style and hold on to cars on fucking. I, I switched to uh, horse and horse and buggy. So. No, it was good. I, I you know, like the um, the you know, the programming was was sound. I mean, basically doing focus hypertrophy work, getting enough volume, lifting weights, doing that. It's just, you know, what we really looked at was kind of different macro approaches and different, uh, you know, total caloric load. You know, Callie did more of a kind of a zone-ish 40-30-30. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in hindsight, I thought her protein was too low, but you didn't really lose any muscle, yeah. you know. Whereas then, I did the anabolic approach. Yeah. And uh, I think for me, um, the anabolic approach was good, but 
the thing is, you have to be mentally strong enough to be able to train through that motherfucker. And I just don't know if a lot of people have the yeah. just stupid fucking bulldog desire. Just well, to and here's the thing it. too: like, uh, I, I the forty thirty thirty was necessary because of the the bike riding that I was doing as <laughs> commuting, and I, it was it was just a necessary part of the training. Had I not done that, I would have lost more muscle mass, you know. So, yeah. um, but like Bobby and Tex, like, what what else? Like, what are your kind of experiences or? takeaways from the process harder than you thought have you guys ever done anything like this before i am the fattest and heaviest i've ever been in my entire life like my playing weight in college was 185 and i could run pretty well now i feel like i can't run so that's my next goal is to learn to sprint with this new mass the eating got extremely difficult in the last two weeks yeah it's a dude uh, one absolutely when I was uh, talking about being derailed, the trip to Australia just destroyed me. I think I lost nine pounds on that trip. Jeez. Um, and coming back, uh, I wish I had uh, the ability to do a little bit of aerobic training, um, but every calorie counted. So I didn't want to <laughs> expel any of those calories sure. doing anything other than trying to uh, gain weight. Sure. And, uh the training, I mean, I just recovered so poorly from the training, even um, especially as the, the program kind of drug on towards the end. I was just sore all the time and hurting everywhere and just, like, trying to recover. And it was, uh, it was a fucking grind at the end. Yeah. The, uh, but my, 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 numbers are, my numbers are real well. So my squat was strong. I, I hit a PR, 375 for a 10 rep max, and then 405 for a 5. And but my incline press, which has always been kind of a limiting factor for me, just in training, uh, I freaking crushed it and I'm through the roof. I, I know Bobby and I did did some pressing in Toronto, and he's like, "What the fuck was this?" I was smashing yeah. him on the press, and he's definitely stronger than I. That's awesome. You know, incline press yeah. is one of those things that we hardly like. I hardly see in my training, and it's like, you know, I think that in combination, so barbell incline incline press, and then all of the dumbbell yeah. pressing. Oh, yeah. I love huge. the dumbbell. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it was yep. great. Um, I just, this just exposed so many holes. Like all of my old injuries started to come back where my elbows were all flared up and hurting and I wasn't pressing. I was doing, I was just working around it, trying to get pec work in on flies and the elbow felt good and Tex and I laid down to press in Toronto and he was just like fucking steamrolling me. <laughs> Dude, he, he was like I'll, super, I'll super strong and like moving the bar really fast, moving the dumbbells really fast and I was just, I was riding the fucking struggle Slow. bus. Yeah, Dude, what? you guys got a little slice. My rookie year in the NFL, uh, I weighed like right around 300 pounds, and they told me they wanted me to weigh like 330. And so that off season, I got uh, went from 300 to 336. So I gained 36 pounds that off season. And I think I told uh, I told you guys have heard me tell the story at the seminar that when I went out to mini camp, I went out to I got my stance, and I like as I took the step as they hiked the ball, like the literally the defense man ran around me like I was standing still, and I had this like weird fucking moment of clarity where I felt like a big planet and there was like a little planet, like a little moon orbiting me really fast and I realized <laughs> I was going to get cut and like I left, left mini camp and like I just went home and like that's when I, I like switched up my diet and like basically I was eating like a salad and running at night and did everything I could and that's when I showed up to camp at like, you know, just over 300 pounds and lost that weight and it was probably about 8 or 10 weeks and um, then, you know, and that was the playing weight I played at so and then they, they would like got all pissed at me that I wasn't weighing 330, and I was like, hey, I'd much rather have you be mad at me for not weighing 330 than cutting me and me going home for being too fucking fat and slow. So, uh, yeah, like, I've definitely had to do that, and it's uh, it, it's funny. I remember sitting there, like, before, like, as I gained that weight, just the thought of eating, because I used to set an alarm clock and wake up in the night and, like, take this shake, like, just, like, 
like waking up five minutes before the alarm and like counting the minutes till I had to take my shake and feeling like I was going to throw up the whole time. Yeah, so. I've heard of like guys doing that, powerlifters doing that. Like um, I remember a coach telling me about how he was told to set his alarm, wake up and have a half of a loaf of white bread at a certain period of time at night, wake up a little bit later and have the other half of a full like oh. a Wonder Bread. Oh. And like because oh, that's God. what his coach that's what his oh. coach had him do. And it's like he woke up, he had terrible stomach ache, but it was the sugar and it was just like very quickly, um, you know, displaced oh. in a system and stuff. And so it was just kind of, it's crazy. Mine was yeah, a shake of uh, casein, peanut butter, and whole milk, and, like, I think, like, some chocolate syrup maybe or something. I'll tell you yeah. one interesting thing, and I, I talked to John earlier today. I had asymmetry. So my naturally I'm right-handed. My right side was just bigger than my left, and throughout this program it evened out. Was it specifically your forearm, or? Um... <laughs> yeah, you gotta switch hands, Tax. You gotta switch hands, man. Says the man in the bathroom. So, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "What do you think I'm doing right now?" Great. Great. So just throughout the 22, my yeah, my left arm caught up to to my right, and then my left leg. So it's very interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it, there were a lot of interesting takeaways, and um, you know, I think we would all agree that like. I don't know if the, the like specifically you guys have mentioned, but I know I've said a bunch of times that just doing the single jointed movement stuff has really helped like prime the movement pattern that I'm about to do. And it's like that's not a surprise to me. It's not like a huge like novel idea, but I just hadn't actively incorporated that. And especially with like utilizing machines, it gives you zero excuse not to do that type of work, right? Like so like kind of priming the pump. And it's more than just like an activation type thing. It's just it's almost like a mental preparation thing as well. It just uh, it made a heap of difference on days that I was feeling really good. Like I could squat a lot more powerfully if I could actively like just work on those hamstrings, get that like whatever the the um, leg curl or whatever we were doing that day. Um, you know, it just it made a lot of sense to me. And even though you do the banded resistance stuff in like your normal box, uh, something about the machines actually was just a different stimulus, and it. It just it worked for me um, somehow. It just Maybe it was just the hate that got built hate. up watching R two D two fucking hate. try to train those people. Dude, so, oh. so there was this broad at our gym, right? She's we, not a broad. I call, she's like she's old. Okay, so we I call her R two D two because towards the end of our training or our experience at oh, this well, Globo well, gym. Hold on, let's take it back a step further. So so the, at, at, at the bodybuilder gym we were at, there's uh you know um, like contract trainers that they allow to run their business. And there's this kind of like 50-something Asian woman who's a trainer there who has uh, never lifted anything in her life. She's probably 120 pounds, wears like motorcycle Mad Max boots, and yes. like belittles her fucking like these douchey clients so, she has. So John is not exaggerating, and I will just elaborate on that because I think that's the most interesting part of this woman is that she, she has uh, almost exclusively male clients, and she belittles them, and they fucking love it. And I don't, I'm not saying this like because I'm like trying to like exaggerate. I'm saying it because I have watched them yeah. and they like they look like they're going to like yeah, have an the, orgasm these, like every the time. Same dudes, these are the same guys that show up at some place and like face a woman to shit on. It, that's exactly and, it. Like, they are like, super this, weird. This fucking bitch is it's crazy. Only, she's crazy. She's fucking ruthless to these dudes. But she, and she doesn't know anything about training. The yeah. only thing she knows about training is she knows that there's something in the building that people do something with. But beyond that, <laughs> she doesn't know fucking anything. And I've heard the comments, and I'm, I'm yeah. like, dude, she's been around, it's the shit she said and the things she's had people do. But the moral of the story is, 
she I, uh, she she decided to take her 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 hard earned dough and uh, buys a sport bike, right? And is up in uh, Ortega Canyon, which is um, between the 405 and the and the five, and it's pretty like windy. And, and on Saturday mornings, guys race motorcycles up in Ortega California. Canyon. California. So she goes and she takes her fucking shirt, some jixer bullshit, takes it up there, and she's riding brand new bike. She's riding the bike with her husband or boyfriend or whoever riding bitch on the back, and she lays that motherfucker out and breaks her leg clean in half. She breaks her leg. And what does she do? She shows up to the gym with a fucking walker. Yeah. And her son carrying her shit. shit. And And, I I realize that she's crutching behind her clients yelling at them as we're watching R2-D2 try to train I, I realize the story is not interesting to you guys. It's probably not even interesting to the listener, but it's is just funny to us. Is she a hired trainer, or is she just like... She's a contracted, so she's like, she probably pays like a monthly thing yeah, like to be there. Chair. But somebody's paying R2-D2 to train him with a fucking bus. So the reason I call her R2-D2 is because I said one day, like, what would she look like if you put a trap... Like this is so fucking mean, but like no, if you took a tra- if you took a trash can and put it over her body as she like kind of like and then as, as I she went like to, rolled as I went against the trash can because she's about Allie four fucking literally ch- tackled me and was like don't do it I'm like I'm gonna put a fucking trash can on her she's like four feet tall and so it would just completely look like her so so her leg was so fucked up it would take her like she would shoot she had the uh like the little uh like uh, what is it the the walker walker it would take her three minutes to move maybe. Four feet. Yeah, it was like, a, it was hard leg, to watch. Like she she had no business being there. She uh, should have been fucking in traction. So she had to get there to belittle her clients. So like just that. to kind of illustrate like how she works with her people, I I shit you not, and I didn't tell you guys this the other day, but I saw her there, and um she's been feeling a little better, so she'll she'll step away from the walker and she'll kind of like train her clients like just standing free standing or whatever. And I swear to God. You push her over. No, she 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 takes off her sweater. Um, she wears like a zip-up hoodie, and she's got like these big fake bombs that are like. Yeah, she's fake bombs. Yeah, nice. dude. Yeah, totally. And really? she's her arms oh, are tatted up. I've, I've... So she so she hangs the sweater up on the walker. She she goes to her client who is sitting on a bench and is about to like curl or something. She puts both of her hands on his knees, leans in super close to his face, and I am like two feet away, like fucking bicep curling or pretending not to watch this, and she goes. She says, I said, shut the fuck up, like that to him, and he he's just loving it, right? So he's loving it, and she keeps her hands on him, and she's like, I said, shut the fuck up, like that to him, and she stamps back, and I am like, oh, my God, oh, my God, is anyone else seeing this? Like, this is awesome. So, Everything that's going on is so, 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 so I'm kind of aroused. Jenny's like, did you get her card? Right, yeah, Denny Thomas. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I think she has a website. I think it's called like fucking like uh, uh something like Dragon Lady Training or something bullshit. Ooh. But it's I'll, uh, I'll, it's I'll fucking terrible, it. dude. I um, I am so glad that like and, and I uh, maybe we'll go back to that gym. I I hope not. But uh, you left a sweater there, so you can't. Oh no, it's here. No, the boot got <laughs> Thank God. I was like so fucking disgusted. I walked out, left my sweater, and the the girl at the front, I think, was wearing it around. It kind of smells so different. Yeah. Uh, um. It's, anyway, uh, anyway, the not, place is fucking weird. It's, not, to, uh, not to bore anyone. It's too a strange place. Uh, like, you know, and, and, and the best is people fucking, like we said before, people always rack fucking CrossFit gym. I have seen more jackass shit in one day in that place than I've seen in, in many CrossFit gyms. So, fuck people. Yeah. So a lot of weirdos. A lot of Ron Hubbard's there. 
how do you not want to start fucking coaching people up there? Oh, you know what I mean? That's got to drive you guys crazy. To so this kind of, how I, I, attractive I just, are they? Yeah, so I was just telling them that the only person I've coached there was a 14-year-old guy who was going into his freshman year in high school and wanted to be a quarterback. And I could tell he his mom dropped him off there, and he was squatting really poorly, and he was extremely earnest, and I could see it in his face. And I was working in doing some pull-ups um, in on the on the rig there, and he just, um, you know, he's kind of like watching some other stuff I was doing. So I just approached him, put my hand out, and I said, you know, like, I'm Callie, what's your name? And he told me, and he was really like, really super receptive, and I said, hey, you know, I, I work with some athletes, and I'd be happy to help fix a little bit of your squat form if you're open to it, and he just said, absolutely, and that's the only person I've coached, just because, like, it, you know, there's just some there's just something about a kid that you feel like, it's like you want to rescue someone before it's too late, and otherwise, as far as adults are concerned, they have access to knowledge if they want. And, uh, you know, I've had people there trying to correct my form and squatting. Do you remember the day, like, you were deadlifting, you dropped the bar, and the owner came over and, like, told you not to drop the bar? Yeah. The best part is, is I was thinking about it, I I ended up, uh, I pulled, like, what, like, 585 for reps that one day, and I was dropping the bar. That fucking pussy didn't say anything. No, he didn't say anything to you, obviously. Listen. I, I've got a smile on my face, and I'm very approachable, right? Yeah, so, yeah they're like, yeah, the big angry dude over there lifting those big weights at 6 a.m., we're not talking to him. Right. And, Denny, to be honest with you, the population there is just so... Uh, it's beyond recognition. Pathetic. Like, here's the it's thing. Your, I, I, would be worried, I would be worried if I, if I started coaching someone that they'd expect coaching every day. Right. And then all of a sudden it's no longer a safe haven for me because and then it's they would like, be coming up to you, they'd be talking to you, talking about your weekend... I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I ain't got time for your jibba jabba. I gotta grab those 130s. I gotta rip out 10 bench press. Oh, shut up. I gotta up. drop those dumbbells. I've never seen that. Cookies. I've seen the 110s. I've not seen the 130s. That's because you weren't there. Uh, dude, the day I broke out the 150s, the owner ran over. He got so excited that somebody was actually going to use them, and he thanked me. <laughs> I was like, And I, I made him go get me a fucking water. I was like, give me a water, J-Bone. Cafe latte. <laughs> Onion bagel. <laughs> Onion bagel. <laughs> Greedly. Uh, well, let's let's move on to uh, another topic of discussion. Again, this is our 100th, 100th episode, and we are uh, very proud that we've been in existence that long. I was going down memory lane earlier today, and I listened to a few of our first podcasts when it was oh, Denny, no. Denny and Steve, <laughs> Denny, Steve oh, and, and it was all business. Let me tell you right now. Uh, if I wanted to fall asleep to anything, I would put that on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. That was coma material. So pre-premiere. We were learning. We were learning were, as we were going. It was honestly, it sounded really professional. And to to be honest, it, it definitely had like a, a completely different feel. And it wasn't like a, a bad podcast at all. It was actually really good and really informative, much more concise than the fucking Jamoke staff that we have currently running, but uh, but it it was good. We've just gone through so much now. Jamoke is, is like a like a stupid character, like a like an idiot. Uh, yeah, um, it's like a Jamoke rule or a but Bible It's like a silly silly idiot is I believe well, the Webster's. Yeah. Hey, Where's you. Mama Luke from, John? Billy. Don't talk about Luke's mom like that. A <laughs> mom of Luke. Hey, that's actually pretty funny. Hey! hey. 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 
Would you say that's awesome? <laughs> right. Straight up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, so let's just kind of like, if anybody has any, I don't know, this is the most, uh, like, stupid thing I'm going to say, but is it, if anybody has any memories that they want to bring up. Uh, you know? I'll, I'll go ahead and just jump in right away. When we had one of our first guests. I'm going to get a beer. Was, uh, was K-Star. And mm -hmm. literally Superstar. it was like, uh, I think me, Denny, and Steve started the show. We're like, and we have Kelly Sturette. And then. I didn't say anything, Denny didn't say anything, Steve didn't say anything for the next 90 minutes. And then I went back to listen to what had just happened to make a show timeline, because we did that when we were hard workers back then, Callie, so people could just jump ahead to whatever they want to listen to. And uh, I was like four minutes in and already indexed six different subjects, and I'm like, this is this is changing every 40 seconds. What the fuck's going on oh, here? Oh, it Kelly and I just dialogue? Yeah, and it was just, you guys were arguing against Nothing. someone who wasn't even talking to you. <laughs> You just were like, yeah, you're totally right. That guy's an idiot. I'm like, who's, who are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, that was the most chaotic episode uh, that I had been a part of. And I'm just like, I think the timeline was like opening and then knowledge bombs. Like, I know you told me that, and so I wasn't around for that one, so I had to go back and listen to it. When I went back and listened to it, it was literally exactly what you described. <laughs> it was them almost as if neither of them were talking to each other, like not in existence. It was just two people talking uh, back and forth. Yeah, yelling at their imaginary child. <laughs> Scolding. Yeah, that's how it works sometimes, you know. Uh, Steve, how about you? Do you have, like, a, like a favorite memory? Uh, who was it that said that they uh, grabbed their coach by the neck? Oh, Turley. Kyle Turley. Kyle Turley. One of the best podcasts yeah. ever. That was one of the best podcasts. That story will live with me forever. That was awesome. Um, so I, that was one of the like uh, that was like a, a big moment for the podcast when we started like attacking people. I mean, outside of the fact that we just went from the number one strength and conditioning podcast to elderly hate crimes. Um, <laughs> hey, Jim Hazlitt's not that old, so what's that? Jim Hazlitt's not elderly. I thought we were talking about. I was talking about the old granny that we were putting trash cans over. Oh, oh yeah. she's not that old. She's just in her fifties. Well, she could be a hundred. She, she might, could be a hundred. She also be twenty. There are a lot <laughs> of guys who would still like be like, "Oh yeah, she'd get it," but I don't know. Get what? It. It's... The garbage can. <laughs> People want to get to know her. Nice. So, so okay. So Steve's is uh, so he was like my my second choice, Kyle Turley, because he was such a fiery. Oh, he's dude. a crazy person. Yeah, I, he's I love crazy. Kyle like a brother, and dude, Kyle is. Uh, you guys just got a, a taste of the intensity. He doesn't even need like any sort of drug or alcohol. It's, it's I can only little, imagine what it's like. He he was so fucking like he would get so fucking Fired wound up. up. I'd Fired be like. Up. Dude, we're watching film. Settle the fuck down. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of my, my brother is, like, very, very much so like that. And I just, like, I like that personality. It's You can take it in small doses, but it's just one of those things where you're like, this person is unpredictable. Unpredictable. Okay. Did you, did you kind of left you, me with the impression, like, I wanted to train with him. Yeah, Kyle, uh, for sure. you know, Kyle was, uh, you know, we, we were training partners for a couple of years, and he was a good training partner. Uh, he was even better to play next to because he would just start losing his fucking mind on stuff. And then I would say stupid stuff to him. I'd be like, man, your butt looks kind of fat out there in the pants. <laughs> and he'd like look at me like, oh, like, what? I'd be like, oh, it just looks kind of chunky. Would you, uh, 
would you tell a story about what, like the purpose behind how he would pick his clothes out and how he would dress? Oh, well, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, obviously being a minority in the NFL as, a, as white guys, we would take a lot of harassment from various other players about our dress. Such and, a terrible and the, the, the big one that we would get harassed on is a black guy who's always wanted to know why we wore our clothes so tight. They'd be like, man, look at your pants. Look how tight your pants are. This and your T-shirts are tight. Why do you guys wear all the tight? And we kind of looked at this guy, and he's like, um, I dress like as soon as uh, he's like, my dress when I uh, is 100% dictated on beating a motherfucker's ass when I leave the house. He's like, so if I'm wearing like tight pants, those are some pants that I can probably fight in. If I gotta run and jump a fence, I can get over it. I lace my fucking shoes up because I might have to kick somebody in the balls. I wear a tight shirt so that shit doesn't get slung over my head as I get punched in the face like a hockey player. I love it. So basically I wear clothes like I'm about to fight somebody when I leave the house. He's like, you you don't lace up your fucking shoes. How are you going to run from anybody? Your pants are on your ankles, so you're going to get your ass kicked. And that big fucking T-shirt you're wearing as a dress, That's that thing's going to get slung and get your ass beat. And, like, he said that, and, like, all of a sudden, like, everybody got real quiet. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, like, nobody, like, nobody said anything. He's like, That's right, motherfucker. And, like, Kyle, like, all of a sudden just loses his mind. And they were like... They never said shit up to us ever again about about wearing fucking fitted clothes. How about you, Denny? Do you have any like favorite episodes or favorite moments? Oh man, you know the Kyle Turley one definitely was at the top of the list. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I mean, I'd have to go back to like there's. I know this is the 100th episode of Power Athlete Radio, but there's actually it would actually be 101. There is one that's out there that's like at Area 51 buried in the fucking vault somewhere. That uh it was like me and it was me and Luke and Steve. Oh yeah. Luke was out at like I want to say you guys were in Seattle like fucking Gravity James. Yes, yeah. we yeah. were. I was there. And it was all text and I'm texting Luke and I'm like okay you know, I don't even remember what platform we used, but I'm like, hey, dude, fucking, he was. I was gonna catch him on his lunch. Yeah, we had. To, we didn't. We have to. Sh we had to shut it down. Right. Well, no, I know that. That was because of uh, fear of legal. Uh, well, no, it was. It was the whole intro of that that particular platform that we used, right? Because the. It, it it said something like some sort of disclaimer at the beginning. It didn't matter, but like that. That whole conversation was like the first time like me and Steve and Luke like had a fucking conversation. It uh, feels like the first time. Yeah. Right. Oh, so was this when you motherfuckers started the podcast and didn't fucking tell me? Then, okay, so John has to let us know. And all of a sudden I see this thing. I'm like, who are these motherfuckers starting our podcast? Here's the thing. John you... sends the fucking season <laughs> to this email. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys don't tell me there's a fucking podcast. No, no, no. I see it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. So I laughed and it looks like that's us. I'm like, oh, sorry about that, guys. Here's the thing. Um, hey, didn't, I, you, I apologize for that, didn't I? No, but no. John. <laughs> but, I believe okay. John. But John, he that here's the thing. He received all the emails, but listen, if the part that's like pertinent to what he needs to read is not in a different color than black, <laughs> it is not received, and therefore, oh, is there any chance that if I dig up that that email threatening to put us in jail, yeah. you'll post it in the show notes? Oh my God, I would I didn't love to. to put you in jail. I threw have to redact it. I would fucking ass. I would love to. It's like I hope you're wearing something form-fitting, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 fucking hot, bitch. 
I got a fucking tight shirt on. <laughs> the problem is it's a Metallica shirt. Right. Like every like there's no Affliction. middle grounds. Oh, dude, we well when there... when somebody steals from us, we go hard at them. I know, and it's so <laughs> weird because I'm like, can't we just ask them nicely? And they're like, no, that's not how we do it. It's yeah, like in a no, mafia we... where if you do one false step. Like we, I'm sorry, we have to kill your whole family. We learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> we learned it from watching you. Yeah, well. Yeah, I woke yeah. up like that next day. I had a fucking horse head in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I apologize, and if I didn't, I'm apologizing now. I'm sorry. Oh. No, sorry. but that was. You uh, know what? I can. Hey, hey, uh, I just pulled up the email. Can I? You guys want me to read it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why, not? Why not? I do fucking care. I'm not driving. I'm riding a bike. Yeah, Let's go. Don't worry. Here we <laughs> go. It <laughs> says, Steve and Denny. I just saw your post on the CFFB. And I wanted to give you a heads up. CrossFit Football is federally registered and licensed solely to Power Athlete LLC by CrossFit Inc. for the scope of which I'm using it. And Power Athlete is a federally, federally registered of the Power Athlete LLC. You will get a C&D, cease and desist, from CF Inc. and Power Athlete because you have no prior written approval to use these names. CF is pretty aggressive with this shit, and I hammer people that try to use my without <laughs> contacting me. CF monitors this site and jumps on this stuff. I will get an email tonight from CF Legal. I realize you're trying to do your part and want to support us, but we can't have people putting out information as CrossFit Football and Power Athlete that does not come directly from me. Or at the very least, contacting me or giving me a heads up about using my... Yeah, you guys fucking did this. You didn't even tell me. Which you did. Uh, in our defense, Luke said he had it under control. Have you... Uh, you know what? I'm going to an email for that. If you have any problems or concerns, please contact me. I've CC'd Power Athlete Legal on this email. HR. <laughs> yeah, it, that's me. That was a pretty nice email. I mean, yeah, there was oh, one. Except there for was... the part where you threatened to hammer us. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was more of a sexual way, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my You're God. like, I'm down. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just, just give you guys a little history. Uh, CrossFit Football is, a, is uh, licensed to us to use. And even how we use it, that's why we're not doing the CrossFit Football Podcast. Women want us and, and men want to be us. And Power Athlete Podcast because CrossFit is property of CrossFit.com. Owned. Yeah, we are owned. It was a little misunderstanding. So it was some plants across an imaginary line. Yeah, we, we look back and laugh on that. Right, so episode zero, that's your favorite. Episode zero, so, <laughs> so before the Power Athlete Podcast, uh, HQ website went up and you guys kind of like transferred all that. Or no, it was when you upgraded the CrossFit football site. Mm -hmm. Like whatever day Luke and Steve and myself recorded that show, like it was posted in the forum. I know, yeah. I remember that. And then we had to take it down. That's the only way anybody's ever going to be able to find the link. And I don't even know if it's, it's on a, that or what. They will not be able to find it anymore because the old CrossFit football is not accessible anymore. So there's no way oh, for them to find it. completely destroyed. You, yeah, it's destroyed. Yeah, it only exists as a PDF. Yeah, it's a PDF now. Yeah. So we're so going to... there's the next challenge. Let's, Power uh, find that PDF. Yeah, Luke is looking up right now, so he's going to hack the Gibson, and we'll find it, I'm in, sure, in, in the next It's got to be some kind of a contest, though. I mean, we got to make, we got to have, like, the listeners try to find it. But, I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is if Denny and I hadn't had the initiative, this project wouldn't exist. That's true. I completely agree. 100%. All the credit goes to you. All the credit and glory goes to Denny. All right, yeah. I found it. Found you, the first one. You guys have the vision. <laughs> that was hard. That was hard. I found the first one. Well, I mean... 
Me and Luke go way back as well because the, the seminar is starting to turn out to be like the seminar uh, that my seminar went to. Yeah, it's kind of like a class reunion. Like every it, time you go really to Naples. Is. I mean, there's a lot of history was there. Hobbs was there. Carl was there. Uh, Luke. I mean, it all it all started from that. I'm gonna get a tear in my eye too. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna get choked up. That's Listen, I, I've been to fucking Naperville like a bunch of times. It's nothing to cry over except of how you been to the boring it is. I have not been to the Lantern. Then you shut your mouth. No, I think I was kicked out before I even went in, just by association. <laughs> you know Tevis? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Levi, Levi he is here with us right now, and I'm just curious, like, he did a lot of work for the podcast. In fact, he did a lot of the posting for a while. So what's your best memory of uh, Power Athlete Race? My favorite moment was when Callie said that I'm terrible at producing the podcast. And <laughs> was like, don't worry, you're doing great, but I'm going to take over. I know, and I said, you, you know was what? Was that on air? Yes. It's because we had we had better jobs for you. Uh, like, she actually <laughs> kicked him in the balls from behind and pushed him down. Here's the thing. I treat the podcast like it would like a child, which is I give it about 50% of the effort that it deserves and the attention that it deserves. And you right? abuse it. And then I, bu I abuse it. I use it when I want to, but it doesn't probably get, like, all the nurturing it needs. But, like, that's just the thing. Like, that's, you know, it's it will grow on its own, and we'll, we'll help with it. You love this thing. I do. I love podcasts. So, I do. So my two favorite – I have two favorite moments. One of them was just uh, just being a part of Power Athlete, and that was oh, being God. Caesar. Here we go. It was being oh, Caesar, wow. which is the weight chaser for John and Luke for the last 22 weeks. So my buddy, uh, when, when I was trained in the NFL, uh, when I'd come back here, it was kind of tough to find training partners, so I had a buddy who was a bodybuilder, and I used to pay him to uh, basically lift weights with me. So I'd be like, hey, Caesar, we're, we're going to train today, and he wouldn't train. He would just – basically racked the weights, and so uh, I was telling these guys the story, and then Levi started referring to himself as Caesar. Because I was so, getting my workout from racking those uh, Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, those, yeah, well, we have Gorilla Cookies, and no, uh, the, uh, Gorilla Biscuits and Silverback Cookies. So, yeah. so first of all, if anyone doesn't know, like, apparently that was, like, first coined as, like, weed term, like, that's the name for weed, certain types of weed, but, like, John calls, like, the biggest dumbbells Gorilla Cookies. Which so, is like, so this this goes back to the NFL too. So like, if you like, like the one thirties were always like, uh, like anything over the one thirties were always like Gorilla cookies, and then like I think the one fifties were like something like like silver biscuits or something or silverback biscuits. And so like Luke all of a sudden goes and grabs some one thirties, and I'm like, oh, going for those Gorilla cookies. And like these guys looked at me like they'd never heard. I'm like, you guys have never called the big weights a Gorilla cookies? And he's like, no. Well, I was working with donut holes. <laughs> and then uh, so, so me, in I am Instagram, so, I'm still and hungry. I click on the hashtag for Instagram, and it's a bunch of fucking weed, and I'm like, <laughs> typical fucking marijuana guys, yeah. fucking gorilla cookies. But my my second, or I guess my favorite Parathy Radio memory would be definitely Dr. Hatfield, mm. and just a wealth of knowledge that he was. But just he's a badass man. Like yeah, John was telling some legend that he did like a hundred and something freestanding handstand push-ups in between sets of a shoulder day or something. Yeah. So. No, yeah. it was a squat day. So his rest period was as long as it took him to do 100 straight freestanding handstand push-ups. Yeah. And he would kick up and do 100 in a row. 
yeah. without coming Jesus. down. And then you remember we were talking about it, he was like, you know, getting on the CrossFit stuff. I'm like, hey, Doc, would you compete in the CrossFit Games? He's like, I would have won that shit! He said that he used to, <laughs> when he was waiting for the bus, he and his buddies used to, used to do flags off the side of the bus pole and, like, human flags, you know? And it's just like, this is like, you know, just stuff that was, <laughs> like, parkour before parkour became uh, douchey. Yeah. You know, he's doing a, um, he's going to be giving a free seminar in Madison in April. Yeah, he does a free fucking seminar at uh at like a CrossFit gym there. Why? Well, we're gonna we're uh he was on Rob Wolf's podcast recently and made the comment that uh he was excited to come back on the Power Athlete yeah. podcast. Yeah. That uh that we were some guys that were real switched on and knew what we were doing. Yeah. Except for that one girl. No. So no, yeah, we'll we, we'll have him on and uh I'm I'm trying to. Uh, I, I just emailed with Dave Tate today, and I'm going to talk to Buddy Morris on the phone. I want to try to get Buddy Morris on the there phone. There you go. The podcast. Yeah. Um, those of you guys that were going to have the elite deal, and hopefully we get some more good guests. So, Bobby, any good memories for you? <clears throat> yeah, man. The uh, the Turley episode is ranks really high, just being <laughs> off, the, off the charts. But I also really loved uh, how the banter just went full retard with John and uh, Kanavi. Um, that podcast was awesome. That was just like uh, off the charts. They were just swapping stories the entire time. It was good. Kanabi being a local Scranton boy. So, That's uh, right. And uh, yeah. those of you guys don't know, Kanabi is the assistant strength coach for the uh, Tennessee Titans. So he, he, got, he got hired by the Titans. And so now we will have a, uh, a new team. You know, as long as Jared Allen's playing for Chicago Bears, we'll, uh, we'll root for him. But now we'll start rooting for Kanabi's uh, Tennessee Titans. Cool. Through some great, uh, like, Jack Street talk that you guys, that dialogue you guys kind of got into in that podcast, that that sounded like some badass, like, training days. Yeah, well, well like, what you guys see with the Friday Jack Street basically comes from my training with Kennedy, uh, where, you know, we would come in, and after practice, we'd always come in and lift weights, and it was that, that was always the big heavy upper day and always the big arm day, and, like, and like you know, when we first started, and it kind of grew up, and... We would go, like, you know, this is back where I go to Tower Records and actually buy CDs. Imagine those fucking days. But, like, we'd be like, oh, fucking Slipknot and this. And we'd always buy, like, a new CD for every Friday and come in and, like, throw it on. And and uh, it was pretty cool. We'd come in there and bang some weights and had some really epic workouts. And, you know, Canadian, like, his favorite thing was, like, you know, fat bar reverse curl to pull up. I mean, and it was basically just, you know, supersets. And what you guys see from Jack Street is... Uh, is kind of like mentally when I think about Jack Street, it reminds me of standing in line at uh, Finnegan's Wake at you know five o'clock in the morning to try to get in and get first beer on on uh, St. Patrick's Day. So I mean, no, that's those are good memories. And Tommy, as you guys know from that podcast, was as influential in my training and what you guys see as anybody out there. So it's uh, it was great to have him on. Like Tommy was a great friend, and I was really excited we could finally get him on. Yeah, so, I got to jump up, I'll jump on both these because those are my two favorite podcasts. First off, Hatfield. And just I have his, his definition of passion just on my wall. It's that not the commitment to excellence, rather the utter disdain for anything else. Yeah. And everyone should go back and listen to that because hundred times rolls right into this speech like it's part of the conversation. Yeah. And there's this epic pause <clears throat> at the end where we just start clapping. And he's yeah. like, that's the speech I've memorized. And I gave to the 64 Chiefs. I can't recall the exact year. No, that was the Raiders. No, no it, it was the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs, yeah. So that and 
just his uh, Luke and I talk about the X factor and this thing we can't describe as an athlete, and he just rolls right into it. It's yeah, it's being on and you can't force it, you can't create it. It's just there, and if you don't get it, you don't get it. So when we're trying to like decipher the X factor code after like five ciders, <laughs> you can't, you can't. So he talked about it, and it was amazing. And the the second favorite one is the Canavy. So uh, like we've had strength and conditioning coaches uh, conversations back and forth. Tech, 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 and let me cut you off. Canavy's uh, nickname is the Colonel. So when you guys keep saying Canavy, it's just it's the Colonel. That's what we've always called him. Oh, the Colonel. The Colonel. Oh, I thought you guys were talking about someone else. Oh, okay. Just throwing out that. Colonel Sanders. Colonel. The so, Colonel. Uh, yeah, just the. We always talk about pro strength and conditioning or college strength and conditioning. So it was amazing to kind of compare stories and just talk with this professional who's had a lot of success and hear how he's taken pieces and components, conversations with John, and then built a system that he's found uh, just to work well. And it's uh, it's just kind of great to have the opportunity to talk to these guys. Yeah, you know what, Tex? Just to kind of fucking build off of that, like um, the conversations I had with him like off the air, or uh, let me back up. Like uh, for the listeners out there, the way this goes is sometimes, or most of the time, I'll reach out to our guests and kind of contact them before we record, and I'll kind of walk them through like the, the platform that we use, and give them a heads up, show pictures of myself naked, and just kind of break <laughs> the ice of all that stuff, right? And then I and then I have to reel it in. And, and then yeah, I got to text Callie to help me out because by that and then time I have to show pictures of myself. Okay. Yeah, but hit, Tom and I, I swear to God, we probably the Colonel, we probably talked for like an hour, at least an hour about like I looked at it like as an opportunity to ask this guy like you know here's. Uh, you know, here's this guy with like uh, like some knowledge, you know what I mean? And I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to talk to him again. So I just started like hammering out some questions, and he answered every single one of them like he was my best friend. It was fucking and awesome. Now, now Luke and I, we got an All Saints race to compete in, so yeah. it's great. Oh, yeah, the St. Yabaldo. You guys are run, running with the Saints for Yabaldo. The what? So uh, Tommy is captain for this deal in Scranton where they uh, they have a big like race of the Saints. And he runs for it's on City of Aldo Day. Mm-hmm. And so since I've known Canadian every year, you gotta get a drunken text from him. Well born, you piece of shit, you're running with me in Yavaldo. And so I look it up and it's like what Tommy lives for. So he's every time he meets somebody he tries to sucker them in to run with the it's the running of the Saints mm-hmm. and the piece of the Saints. You carry this big old statue a mile or something, right? And then yeah. up the hill and then bury it. For it. Yeah, it's just yeah. fucking deal. <laughs> That's cool. Oh yeah, so he's it's his, uh, it's a big deal in Scranton, but uh yeah, Tommy is uh, salt of the earth and like, dude, like when I was at like, you know, a lonely, lowly first year, I mean, dude, there's nobody lower on the roster than a, uh, rookie on, on IR, injured reserve. Like that's like the lowest of low, like nobody even knows your name. And when nobody knew my name, I was just like, just low, low, low man on totem pole. Canadi fucking treated me the exact same and was more than happy to work. He just was happy to have somebody that wanted to listen and bust his ass and like, but to this day, I fucking dude, that guy is as good as they get, and one of the best strength coaches I've ever been around. So just to inter, uh, interject real quick, that's also if you're a strength and conditioning coach, go fucking talk to those kids. You never hear the, never know who they're going to turn out to be. So invest in every player, no matter if they're on the fucking field or on their IR. Yeah, but that the NFL where they're like, oh, who are you? Fuck off, you know. So is that even lower than like scout team? 
Oh, yeah, because at least scout team, you're actually doing something. Like, when you're a rookie on injured reserve, like, and I was a starter, so I actually thought I had a little bit of status, you got nothing. So the fact that, like, the strength coaches, but, you know, and then and now thinking back on it, strength coaches just want to, like, coach people up and lift some weights and get people better, and they deal with a bunch of guys that don't fucking give a shit, and then all of a sudden they got, like, some young guy that's like, fuck it, let's do it, let's have a good time. And uh, they were probably as excited just to have somebody to train with and have somebody let it go, so. So, Kelly, who, what's yours? Well, uh, well, I have a favorite moment. Hey, guys, I, I got to head out. I got to go meet uh, my mom and dad for a little birthday. Birthday. Oh, happy birthday. So, thank you very happy much. Birthday, uh, happy end of the 100th episode, and uh, I will be expecting $100 bills from all you guys. Oh, oh you yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll you. Oh, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Yeah, well, you know, I'm if I'm the winner, they don't even make $100 bills. You yeah, you guys, you know the worst is, is you guys are like, you're like, fuck him, I'm not paying him. He can go fuck himself. No, I'm paying. I'm and he signs the guys. checks. You have, yeah. you have a gift card coming in your name. Oh, so everyone's wages, you'll be garnished $100 free tax. It'll be worth it. So my favorite... Uh, my favorite moment, uh, for sure, uh, was one once when I well, it's one of the numerous times in this past hundred episodes where I almost peed my pants laughing, which is when Tex was telling the story. Uh-oh. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start laughing again uh, about when Tex's quote unquote roommate unfortunately passed away wow. on account of. I was at a seminar. On and account of home. old age. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was a good sensitive side coming out. She had problems. So, so that was probably the funniest. And if if people haven't heard Tex tell that story, it's it's pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll we can tag we can tag that up in the show. It was notes. in February March of 2014. Oh, that it was actually February 22nd because we did the Katy Texas seminar. And I return home. I don't find out until the next day at night because Raf has to work 12 hour days. So I, so I you were living... you were sleeping in the house with a dead person. Probably. I don't know. I just, oh, my God. <laughs> I, come home, I come home Monday night Next at 8 p.m. Next call that the normal Friday night, though. <laughs> I shut it down. So We call that we call that Corpse Friday. I come, well, I come home at uh, at Monday, Monday night after working 12 hours with Raph, and there's these three women there I've never met. They were sisters. She's Bodies. like, oh, you must be the roommate. And then they break the news. That's it. Wow. Devastating. However... Wow. I, I, for some reason, on that given day, found it extremely hilarious. But the and, funny uh, part is, Luke visited me in Tampa, and yes. we stayed. In her fucking room. <laughs> uh, her fucking <laughs> oh my god, I didn't Did know it that. Smell? Yeah. Uh, what did it smell like? Like death. Mostly death. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But that was from you. working with Raph. No, no. Listen, maybe I'm insensitive. I don't know. But here's the thing. I'm coming from a queen bed, two dogs, and a starfish girlfriend, and all of a sudden I get a queen bed to myself in perfect, in pitch black. Dude, you can't call your girlfriend a fucking starfish. A starfish girlfriend. That is that's a negative connotation. That's, that is a major negative connotation. Well, imagine the positive connotation. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure she will. I'm trying. Uh, he's just saying that she, she's a sprawler. She's she a sprawler. Up a lot of bed space. Yes, thank you, Denny, for those of us who. I, I get well, regardless of that. Anyway, I had, I had a king size bed to myself, and it, it was like uh, blackout blinds and everything. And I'm like, "Is this the roommate's room, Tex?" He's like, "Yeah." Is that, this heaven? 
is that wrong? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's wrong, but it's a king, so. Yeah, that was my favorite moment, and my favorite guest, I knew if someone was going to choose Hatfield, but she's like, you can hear John Strzok roaring away right now, but you, um, my favorite guest, no one's going to think this is interesting, but I liked talking to Professor Stephen G. Miller. I thought he was, like, a really super smart guy, and he he's, he's one of John's professors from Cal, and he, um, He's currently in Greece right now um, and working on some excavations there. And I, I thought he was a smart guy, and he had a lot to offer in providing context and how athletes used to train in ancient, in, in like ancient Greece. And so I, I don't know. I just thought it was cool because ultimately, like that, that era of competition was it, it kind of laid the foundation for how we view, athletics, yeah, yeah, modern yeah, modern athletics, how we view athletics, and also like. The yeah, the athlete had created the standards for what it's like to prepare for athletic performance, who it was open to, and um, I just thought it was super informative, and I, I thought it was kind of a charming guy, um, <laughs> and so, you know, he kind of, he swept me off my feet via via Skype or whatever. You want to so. date him? Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not closing my mind to the idea, I'm just saying <laughs> that, like, that pop, that I think they say was... when in Rome, or when in Greece, you when know? When in Greece. That podcast was uh, like the Ripetal one, right? That was purely like yeah, all yeah, dude. Too. So that so talking about moments, I think that Bobby, that might have been when we came back from. Was that this year or was that last year? Last year. I came back because I came back from uh, an international trip, and I was ready to go home and just crash out. Zero sleep on the plane. I can't sleep on the plane. And I land and I do just do a check in with Callie. How's it going? She's like, uh, we're trying to subscribe to Vonage. Yeah. to make an international call. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, we have the podcast with Dr. Miller today, and, yeah. and we can't we can't get it to work or something like that. And I'm like, all right, here yeah. we go. Well, he, there's no internet where he was at. No, he had to call from there's a landline. no fucking internet. So yeah. it was just like, for anyone who runs anything It was a series of technical, can, cans and strings. Like when you have a technical, especially with somebody this prestigious, with such so far away, yeah. we've gone through so much work to try and get him signed up, and now you have te- technical difficulties where you can't get this thing to work out. Just so frustrating. But I end up coming in, and I had uh, I'd making some international calls to a good buddy of mine, and I had a bunch of international credits, and I also had like like you said, Denny, the call recorder from uh, from Rip's podcast. I just walked up. Looked at these two scrubs trying to be tech geniuses. So this is where Luke gets to toot his own horn, like oh, down. down. Callie's getting ready to do like the fucking pigeon carrier thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I came in, put that sucker on, and as soon as as soon as he picked up, you should have seen Callie's heart. He's out. like, he's like, move, and then he just fucking <laughs> takes over the computer. And, Too many and Gilbert's yeah, savers. he told me to sit in a corner and face the wall, like, uh, yeah. And so he saved the day, no doubt for sure, as Luke does. And um, so we were, I was just super fortunate to to have him on. I know there was something else I want to say about that, but uh, irrelevant. But I, I liked, I liked Stephen Jamil. Oh, oh, uh, I remember what I was gonna say. Significant factor uh, would be that apparently, um, I'm not gonna say allegedly because I think that leaves a little too much room for doubt, but. Apparently, the character of Indiana Jones was based off of him, and uh, he talks about how he had a conversation um, sort of serendipitously with a producer who was producing this movie based on this uh, archaeologist, and uh, Stephen G. Miller is from Indiana, and he said that his 
nickname, he was telling this producer that his nickname was Indiana all through, like, growing up. And so, essentially, like, he, he, he thinks that that's where this whole thing came from. Um, you know, and to be honest, it's like, to kind of put it, like, cross-reference it with, like, all the other stuff that, like, his character and all the other stuff, the conversations that we were having, it, he doesn't seem like someone who would just boast on that, like, sort of, like, just kind of make that shit up. Like, he, I, I think that he's legit, which makes it even more exciting because that's one degree of Harrison Ford, and... You know, that's another... And he was amazing in Waterworld. <laughs> that's not Waterworld. Um, so that's, that's, those are my kind of favorite moments. Yeah. Nice. Those were the nice. So, should we kind of talk some freaking shark diving? We could do that. Do it. All right, let me, let shark. me preface. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. Are you playing that out of a seashell? <laughs> yeah, I I thought that would be a good like segue into the fucking. You got a soundboard now. It's the hundredth episode. Yeah, he just held his Beats by Dre up to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, I mean, if anybody who knows anything or follows these guys is gonna know that like Luke and Tex actually like jumped into the fucking ocean in a in a toy cage with fucking man-eating great whites. Listen, it's not that big of a deal. We were the biggest men out there. And they were far away. And not that big of a deal. I mean, you're thing. basically... You, you're standing there with your dick in your hand. No, 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 That's no. That's a fact. Actually, it was a GoPro, but go on. <laughs> As text calls it. It's about the same size. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, from I, the ground. I'll let you guys tell the story, but the best I heard, like <laughs> you guys aren't even fully submerged because you're you're not even like snoobing. You're just basically like surface level kind of snorkeling, and you're in a cage. Um, and you don't you don't even get to ride the sharks. We which, like in a portable shower for a cage, Callie. You know how scary that is. Portable shower. Dude, I I was a diving instructor for many years, and hmm. I I have dove with sharks before. In and, the Pacific. And not in not, not the Atlantic at the bottom. No, of the in the Atlantic, you pet them and you ride them, and the cage like, goes in the water. They're the dolphins of the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so they're delicious. <laughs> oh, uh, and uh, to be honest with you, Denny, you know what was crazy about what was the, the most dangerous portion of that trip was uh, the ride home. The swells were like huge. And Vom- we, vomit we ramped off, Tex and I were riding on the bow of the boat, <laughs> and we ramped off this fucking wave. And I went airborne and ass off of the bow of the boat and just went immediately crotch into the safety rail Whoa. and just oh, yeah. like stuck and like oh how just... did you had, were you guys trying to bulk on the boat ride like were you like jerky in hand and like this, this, <laughs> right? the That's seas a... are so high That's for a fucking chicken sandwich yeah i had a selfie stick in one hand a pocket sandwich in the other right <laughs> i both got air but he's the one that hit his ball yeah. my egg- gynoid wasn't large enough to stay connected <laughs> <laughs> egg salad sandwich in your wetsuit. <laughs> wetsuit sandwich. And the show has reached a new low. Is Levi still there? Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, we so heard we, Levi's voice. Got to drink up. 
Yeah. <laughs> but quite honestly, it was it was it was surreal. It was like we were watching TV. These things That's are cool. freaking three feet in front of us. They're 18 foot great whites. That's it super was cool. Almost like it was not even real. Yeah. And honestly, the greatest part, maybe we can post this video, Luke. Luke and I go up top, and we're thinking, all right, group three's in the water. We're gonna spend 15 minutes filming this thing with a selfie stick. All we're looking for is a shark to breach. We're gonna turn to look at the camera and flex. So for 15 minutes, we're not even watching the sharks. As soon as we see, hear our boy say shark, we look at the camera and try to flex. Oh um, my god, dude, you guys are ridiculous. First of all, but we got I, the shot. We got dude, the shot. It's good because like there's if, a lot of outtakes. Dude. <laughs> the magic is in the editing. When Luke got back, if I had a dollar for every time I heard the fucking word breach, shark breach, <laughs> I swear to God. If another day goes by without me hearing shark breach. Well, it was like shark breach, perimeter breach. <laughs> Everything's a fucking breach of something. I'm like, what Did do you Luke know breach his breach? jeans on Jack Street? <laughs> you know, I never breached the jeans. I know you and Bobby breached plenty You're, of there. You didn't breach any jeans? No, my girlfriend was way ahead of that and bought me all these uh, take and call jeans. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have fat pants now? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, like those maternity fucking jeans that moms wear. Or... Yeah, I got one of those. Those are for moms. <laughs> Mom jeans. But the, no, it was it was good, and uh, you know what was even better is that uh, watching people freak out and not go and like pay like you know two hundred bucks for this thing, they're like I can't do it, and it's like clearly Honestly, no refund. That's so ridiculous. But yeah, well, speaking that... of text, you ever did you reach out to those Germans? Yeah, no word back. Freaking Germans. Oh, yeah. Cali. The, the Germans, hey. It's the Germans. Fräulein Hinzmann, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Uh, okay, let's move on to uh, our final topic of discussion, which is all I have here is listed train heroic updates no. slash Luke loses his mind. No. <laughs> no updates. There's no, no updates coming out of HQ. No. <laughs> what about... Uh... No. What about the next? What about the 101th episode of? Power? I am oh, the 101. 101. Yeah. 101. Uh, I thought this was the last one. Yeah. This. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This they're, is it. they're pulling the plug, guys. That's the surprise. Shut support. it down. Shut the rubber made thing down. All three listeners. It's done. It's I know. Done. We're, We're down. We're listening. We're We're down. Down. Bring out some fucking Hey, should we start calling Playtech his real name or no? Platic. Platic. How do you even know that? Did I tell you? Yeah, you told us we've been fucking calling. I told you, Callie, in a a offline conversation. Yes, that's correct. In confidence. I told you in confidence. Yeah, that's 100% correct. I know. 100 episodes in, why now? Yeah, forget about (laughs) it. Steve Playtech. I was I was so embarrassed and so, I felt really ignorant. Is my air personality. <laughs> well, we watched the grid and they called you Playtech. Did they? No, those fuckers got it wrong every time because I told them what it was. They're stupid fuckers. <laughs> they they obviously listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only conclusion. Yeah, I think that they do right. They're like this Steve Playtech guy is full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking guy. You know, Steve, I feel like it's it's been forever since we've talked to you. I know. Yeah, yeah it really has. We got to hear your voice. I mean, 
Uh, just so you guys know, at the Power I want to smell your musk. At <laughs> <laughs> the Power Athlete Symposium, Steve and I were roommates together. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So this guy, like, edit, edit, the room, edit this. Steve, like, strips down to a fucking Speedo and hooks up, like, the fucking Compex. Here's the weird thing. You guys requested no bed. <laughs> yeah. That means not go on holiday, man. As soon as Luke sent the, you know, the the email of who's going to room with who, we were right away, we were like, no bed. No bed. We want to sleep like bats next to each other. Yeah. I thought everybody did it. I thought that was a normal thing. Who's in the corner? That's it. Yeah. So Steve opens the door, like, him and I have never met before face-to-face. Like, whoosh! Strips down to a Speedo, pulls D. out the fucking compacts, pulls his fucking glutes, and he's like, what do you think of this? <laughs> uh, what? Is that a direct quote? That's bull. That's, I call bull that's, honky. That's pretty much the most accurate story ever told. <laughs> She's throwing light bulbs on people's heads, Jerry. (laughs) Listen, try to keep your jealousy at bay, okay? (laughs) So you guys were like D to D in that place, right? Docking crew. (laughs) Or P to P, sorry. We're like being professional. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. Well, you know, like finally after all these years, you guys get to meet. The world didn't end. No. It was almost like Y2K. We It was almost... It <laughs> not, we talked about that it might not be long-lost pen pals that finally met up. Yeah, except some, some bottled water with margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks romantic. I mean, you kind of picture like me and Steve running through like this field of grass at opposite ends. <laughs> almost. <laughs> we're getting ready to meet in the oh, middle and grab a big hug underneath the sunshine. Denny, Denny, there's this thing called Photoshop, so let's not give up uh, producing sure. the ideas, okay? Uh, nope, nope, I've already and and done. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> uh, so, so the the last thing I kind of want to just just plug is like we've got some good upcoming guests. We've already chatted with Zach Evanesh, who's going to be on our next Ooh, podcast. That's so oh, he that is, awesome. Yeah, he is 101. He is the real deal. Uh, uh, like, I, listen, I, you people I'm sure have heard of Zach, and, um, you know, you can check out his website and get an interpretation of what this guy is like, but um, in our conversation... He is more verbose than John Wellborn himself. No. That is that is a fact. <laughs> that would have been awkward if John was there. If John was there, I don't I don't even know Four what part series. Yeah, I don't know what would have occurred, but it would have been like a super lengthy like longer than any like BBC period piece like fucking go on and on and on forever. And it's just a love story of of coaches and like Zach is uh, the most one of the most passionate coaches that yes. we have on on the podcast and he's uh he's full of good one liners text so you'll love that and um he's he's I was there yeah I know <laughs> and he's he's inspired by uh by by films as well Luke so there you go it's some, there's, there's something for everyone I was there and he liked my Arnold impression so. So we got that going for me, which is nice. It's you know what I mean? Just just like his story. I mean, 
talking about how he just was training kids out of his garage and it grew and listen, he didn't give up by himself. I, I mean, like, that, listen, yeah, Jenny, listen, like, I, I, I don't mind being real. Like, I think that's a great story, but it's not like he fucking, like, came up from nothing. Uh, I think it's a good story of how he saw something through, but it wasn't like, you know. Your story. It's not like my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do I need, do like I need. Story of Hinsman? Yeah, the story of Hinsman. No, I don't even. I have. I have a way worse story. I don't even have a story. But like, I I get it. Like, uh, you know, he he has a story, but I don't. I don't necessarily think it's like some of the people that I've heard come to our seminars and stuff. Like, really have come from like nothing and nowhere and have uh, you know, accomplished a lot. And like Zach, I don't want to take anything away from him, but um, you know, he. He's just a guy who shit all over that episode. No, so. not not at all. No, just his his story is should should be the story of a person who's passionate about coaching and sees it through. And what's more, stays committed. Stays committed, and that's a thing. Like that's expected, right? Like here's the thing I will say that I think is unique about him, and that is that his work ethic has not wavered over the course of his career. In fact, it's only grown exponentially, and now he's just like, yeah. he works to the bone. He wakes up, and he drives almost, uh, he drives two hours. Um, both uh, ways. Both ways. Four-hour round trip. Four-hour round yeah. trip, yeah, to go coach Lehigh, um, University. Lehigh University wrestlers. And it is through that kind of dedication that, like, you can kind of, that's that's where I'm impressed, and I'm like, this guy's already made it. He already has a great name for himself. He's a great coach. Um, and yet he's so committed to this team that this is the way he shows uh, his his commitment to them. And so, like, that's that's more of, like, where I'm impressed. Right? And balances I hear you. I hear you. So what do you – now that you, you mentioned, like, you've heard some, uh, some hardship stories at the seminar, what's one that, like, you think of that comes right off the top of your head? That's that's a great question, Denny. Yeah, yeah, I mean – All three of you, four of you could could – you probably have some story of something. I mean, like that. there are uh, there are stories like hardships come in a lot of like like different shapes and sizes. Like specifically, I think when I think of hardship, uh, I think of having somebody who was um, you know a a veteran come to our seminar who has lost a limb and who comes in and and tells us what their training was like before. Uh, they went to Afghanistan, and then what it's like when they came back, and what training means to them now, right? So, like, you get someone like that at a CrossFit football seminar, and you say one of the homework assignments is, like, describe to us what you're training for. What are your specific goals? And it could be anything. And the perspective on that is completely changed, and that's a person who, who it's one thing to start from nothing, but to have something and have it all taken away and having experienced that and then have to start from scratch again is, uh, I can't think of something more humbling for that for that particular athlete. And so to go through that and, and, and see the hard work that goes into that, that's one of the things that sticks out in my mind in terms of, like, attendees. Yeah, and, and like, in that particular case, it was, wasn't just, like, it was physical loss, but it was also for him social loss. He had been, like, socially exiled, and it was through his training that he found a whole new social... An thing, outlet, yeah. An outlet, and yeah, that, that was, I know what you're talking about. Like a support <laughs> system. Yeah. Yeah, shit is crazy. Uh, I, I get to say much respect to any any military that we have in uh, the seminar. This one is the old ball coach, and this comes in many forms. I know one guy, Luke and I had in Lexington, Kentucky, yeah. 
and he he was well past his prime. He won a state championship his first year as a head coach in his 30s. So now later in life, he has this great opportunity to reprove himself. So he was at the seminar to learn from the bottom up strength and conditioning because he was taking over this team where everyone doubted him. So this yeah. is his opportunity from the bottom up to prove to his community, to his players, to the parents involved, uh, the backers that are paying for the stadium, everything, that he's all in. And he's going to be training with the kids. Yeah, and from what I recall, it was a big-time club. Like, there was a lot of money in this or in this team uh, from boosters and, and everything else. Because, I mean, he just started describing his gym, and it was, like, over 10,000 square feet. They had 20-plus racks and 20-plus sets of weights. And, like, it was crazy. <laughs> so those are just some of the... What about you, Bobby? Any Any story off the top of your head? Um, I, you know, honestly, I haven't heard too many hardship stories um, in the seminars that I've done, but I do have one seminar moment that sticks out in my head, and every time I think about it, I just can't fucking hold it together. I just laugh uncontrollably. It was a seminar we did. It was Cali and Tex, and I was uh, just helping uh -huh. out at the seminar, yeah. and there was this there was this tiny little uh, female attendee who was uh, had just like passed infantry school. She was like, you know, army infantry, just past infantry school, and she was very interactive the entire time, and then she sticks her hand up and asks, it might have been during the nutrition seminar, I'm not sure, Callie was up in front, yeah, and she I sticks her it. hand up, and she's like, uh, I have a question, and so Callie stops her talk and uh, engages this question, and the girl's like, so um, I'm wondering, if is there anything you recommend that you take, you know, for, for you know, she's down there? And Callie's just looking at her, and everybody's just kind of looking at this girl, and she's she starts pointing down to her, her crotch. <laughs> and <laughs> Callie just looks at her, and she's like, what? And she was like, well, my dad was telling me I should take these, you know, some probiotics to help, you know, um, you know with my vagina. And Callie goes, oh, I don't even know how that thing works down there. That's magic. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole seminar just like, out dying laughing and the girl just didn't know what to say and she was like oh okay like I yeah I tried to like really tactfully work my way around that but this the girl is asking me we we're talking about supplements and gut flora and all this stuff and she said you know like I've heard that like my dad told me that like I should be taking stuff I'm like first of all listen you got a relationship with your father that I do not have yeah 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 and and this poor girl was so she's just so earnest and she wanted an answer and I the the what you failed to mention Bobby was not only did I say I I'm sorry I like I wish I could help you but I barely know what's going on down there like yeah. those, are, <laughs> those are like my exact words yeah. and then I and then the thing is like because there was such silence I continued to talk about how oh, little. I knew what awesome. was going on, yeah. So I just, I kind of, I kind of rolled with it, and I just continued to talk about like how I didn't understand uh, my own vagina, and <laughs> it was spectacular. We have the audio for the lecture. Can we get that up or no? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we probably we have probably have it somewhere. It was like, good. Next question. <laughs> yeah, just. Stumbled yeah. around, and I'm pretty sure you made a reference to magic, and uh, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. That's the I've totally forgot about that. That's good that you remember that. Good call. 
So, Kelly, that. did you end up doing research and discovering a little bit about yourself? <laughs> no, yeah, like that. I spent a good 30 minutes with a hand mirror after that, and oh I feel like I feel wow. I feel more confused than I started. So, anyway, well, I think that's a good show quote for the uh, for this episode. <laughs> What? It's we can't, put a, we can't put a picture of that, so. <laughs> I guess that's it then. Is this goodbye? Is this is goodbye. Gotta make this run on time. A little white pill for them, little white lines I'm smoking. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and continuing to listen to Power Athlete Radio. Remember, if you have an idea for a guest or a topic, or if you want to become a sponsor, go to www.powerathlethq.com backslash contact. We would love to hear from you. Stay tuned to next week when we hear from Zach Evanesh. This guy strikes me as a young Fred Hatfield. His demeanor and coaching presence is something beyond passionate. Do yourself a favor and get excited about your training by listening to episode 101 next week. And don't forget, if you ever get confronted with a question about probiotics and their effects on lady bits, do not answer. I don't know anything about it, honestly. I wish I did. I I, I, I barely know what's going on here. So I <laughs> like I I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I Google it. <laughs> Until next week. Bye.